We're going to talk about today expanding our spiritual boundaries. Jim, we're going to expand our spiritual boundaries. That's a mouthful. It's not easy to say three times real fast, but uh, we're going to expand our spiritual boundaries. And that's what I believe the Lord wants us to do. I don't think he wants us to to just rest on a certain thing and never grow. I, I think he's a God that wants to see his kids grow. Oh, yeah, no question, no question about it. I know that uh, when Marge and I, my wife and I, started on our journey of salvation many decades ago, um, we were in a fellowship, and uh, we just felt like we were drying up and we were bored to tears. So we went to another fellowship that normally we would not have gone to, uh, but we did, and all of a sudden something jumped, the baby jumped inside of us, and he started growing again. But it, it, but along the journey, we've moved six, seven, several times, you know, mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. you come to the place really uh, where it's, it's really just you and the Lord, which is where he's trying right. to bring us all to, one-on-one, face-to-face. Amen. Amen. Certain boundaries are there and necessary. You know, helps keep us safe, whatever. Right. We're not talking about those boundaries. What we're talking about is let nothing keep us from growing spiritually in Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I don't care if, you know, and, and just season it with grace, whatever you do get from the Lord, because sometimes it's not for the person you're sitting in front of. There's a time and a season, maybe, for you to share. Sure, with everybody. You know, sure. and so so when it comes to growing, some things have to go sometimes. Definitely. You know, when you're growing in the Lord, um, there's going to be some things that you that that you need to remove and and let go of. You know, no religion, denomination, or belief system should stand in your way of a closer, deeper relationship with the Lord. Everything in this life is a process of growing. I mean, even in school, you know, if you drop out and all you have is the knowledge of addition, uh, you're just not going to be, you know, you're just not going to be a full person. You need more than just to know how to add and subtract, you know. So as you grow your boundaries and expand, uh, you will come against some resistance. It's going to happen, but it's okay. Don't feel like you're a misfit. You know, here at Kingdom Building, you're not a misfit. You are loved and accepted. Whatever you believe, Mm -hmm. that's between you and God, and I accept you for whatever you believe, and I know Jim does too. But ultimately, we want to be filled with the knowledge of his will, don't we? Yeah, the way that God loves, there's no division in God's love. You know, we have to meditate a little bit on that particular verse where it says God is one. He's one. He's one, and, and, and we're that's, one with him. Yeah, and that's where he's bringing all of his family and this are into a oneness uh, with him. So we can all come to the place where we all agree and uh, we can all walk in the same, the same knowledge of the Lord and the same love. Right. You know, there's some people out there that may feel that, you know, they they go to church, but they don't really fit in. They don't uh, feel like uh, 
they fit in in mainstream society, which is probably a good thing. Um, so we're talking about the church. Just because you don't fit in in a church, a local church, like Jim was speaking, you know, your your growth evolves. It starts at a certain place and it grows. It evolves into something deeper mm-hmm. and closer. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's – I was talking to a brother this morning that said that um, – he doesn't want five years from now. He don't want to look back and and not see the growth in him and in Christ. And so, you know, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Did you ever feel that if you believed in something that your mentor or your teacher or your pastor didn't believe that you would be ostracized? It's a tough times. question, isn't it? That many times. You know, and we love, and we love. We're talking about anybody. It can be anybody out there. We we love all these people. But let people grow. Mm-hmm. Let people grow. Maybe they get something that you don't have. <laughs> yeah. Just because you have pastor by your name, or teacher, or prophet, or evangelist, or even apostle by your name doesn't mean that someone sitting out there listening to you may have gotten a revelation that you haven't even gotten yet. I mean, do you believe that's possible, Jim? Yeah, I, I think the first thing that should be a concern with any Christian is when you feel like you've arrived. Yes. Because I don't think there's any such thing as arriving no. in Christ. It, you know, it, it talks about the Lord, and it says he's— He's the beginning and he's the ending, uh, but but there's really no end in the Lord. Um, so y- you just have to really examine yourself, like Paul says, examine yourself to see that you're in the faith. Um, a lot of us, I know, one of the biggest stumbling blocks with me in my young Christian life was I would get a new revelation and I join a new church that had that revelation, and I thought, oh, I've arrived mm-hmm. because I've got this revelation, and and the church that we just left, the the gathering we just left, they didn't have this. But I come to realize that as long as you're seeking the Lord, you, you know, you're going to continue to grow and come into higher dimensions and higher consciousness of who Jesus Christ really is, but ultimately it's to bring you into a greater love so you can manifest the fruits of love through Christ, not so you can just load up your head with a bunch of knowledge, and I'll end it with this, Rich. You know, the the Apostle Paul, the Scripture says that you can have a head full of knowledge, uh, but if you don't have love, then you're a clanging bell. So, you know, if you're taking pride in a lot of the revelational knowledge that you've gained over the last 5, 10, 50 years, um, check your fruits. <laughs> check your fruits. <laughs> well, if you've felt any of this, you've come to the right place. At, at Kingdom Building, we not only accept you, but we encourage you. I think our mission here, Jim, is to encourage people Absolutely. to expand their boundaries in the Lord. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to move on with the Lord, yeah, you're probably going to ruffle a few feathers along the way. But you that's can. okay if it's done in love. Yeah, right, right. But be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. There'll be times you just need to keep your mouth shut. (laughs) We've all experienced that. What is that? (laughs) We've all, trust me, uh, when I first got saved, I was like, someone needed to to, uh, 
like they do those elephants. They they put it, something around their leg and yeah, nail it's just them. Just a little rope. Yeah, yeah, rope down so that uh, you know you don't get away. I was getting away, and I was uh, I, I didn't have wisdom yeah. in my zealousness. And uh, but you know, God even used that. You know, Rich, that's a good point uh, because the elephants, even though when they grow to a ton or two. Uh, as long as they have that little rope, and all it is is just a little rope attached around their, their legs, uh, they don't believe that they can break it. And it's because when they started out at a very young age, and, and that was kind of the problem with my wife and I. We started in a, a particular denomination, and um, we just think we, we couldn't move because we basically were told that if you left our truth, Oh my goodness! You know, you may be headed to hell. You know, and wow. that, they had that little rope around my ankle. How sad know, is and that? And my wife. Yeah. Well, we we at Kingdom Building understand that new revelation, uh, knowledge, understanding of of the knowledge you've been given can only come by the Spirit. The Spirit is your teacher. Jim and Rich, we can just only share what God's shared with us. That's all we can do. Do we have all the Heck no, we don't have all the answers. No one has all the answers. I don't think we ever will, Rich. No. I think it's a constant growing in the knowledge of the Lord. Yes. It's just constant. Absolutely. So, you know, our calling here at Kingdom Building is to blow the trumpet in Zion and you know Zion is a place of refuge. Mm-hmm. All places that can calls themselves Christians should be a place of refuge, not a place of judgment. And so we are we are called also to sound the alarm on the holy mountain and I also put in here the the holy city because where is the holy city? It's in us. The kingdom of God is in us. The kingdom of heaven is in us. We are the holy city, the new Jerusalem that comes down out of heaven. So you are to sound the alarm and blow the trumpet too. Last time we talked, uh, it was about the road to transformation. And we used the, the verse in Romans uh, Twelve two, and it says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, and acceptable, and perfect will of God." Honestly, I like this version better. It says, "Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, mm. yeah. but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think." Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Boy, that's that's powerful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Amen. So we we talked about this, uh, and so if you missed those podcasts, you can go back to Kingdom Building podcasts, and you can pick up on that. But uh, it, it's it's just a continuation of what we were talking about. Uh, If you could measure the amount of transformation, we talked about it being, you know, the road, the journey, um, the adventure, whatever you want to call it, of the road to transformation. And if you could measure that, Jim, uh, 
I personally believe that it would be the amount of love that has been formed in us. Yeah, it is. We've discussed that. That's true. You know? It is. And, and, and we talked about the fruit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you've, like, like the brother said, uh, that in five years he wants to see that I have grown, that he has grown exponentially in Christ. And that is how much love has been formed in those five years. Um, yeah, it is. We discussed before, Rich, that there's a lot of gifts uh, that people have. A lot of people are very charismatic mm-hmm. in the Christian community. A lot, lot of gifts. Yeah, they really are. But we got to understand, and, and this took me a while to understand, really, almost decades. It, it took me a while to understand that just because an individual is gifted, it doesn't mean that they have a great knowledge of the Lord because gifts are just that. They are gifts. God give those gifts to you without repentance, the Bible That's even right. says. The gifts of God are given without repentance. So just because you have a charismatic leader does not necessarily mean uh, that he really has a great knowledge uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord told me, says, what I'm looking for is fruit in my people. It isn't the gifts. I'll give you everything that you need to live a life of godliness and whatever. But, um, you know, it's Paul said it this way. I'm concerned about the Corinthian church because he says, I I keep praying that Christ be formed in you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Bible says that they never lacked behind in any gift, but they weren't walking in love. They weren't really walking in the true knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. They they needed to have him formed in them. And there is a forming of Christ. And and that love is the key to everything because Because God is love. Yeah. Amen. How can you follow Jesus if he wasn't the epitome of love? Mm-hmm. How could you follow him? He was our perfect example of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we are about to discuss today is for those not satisfied with the status quo. They have a yearning, they have a desire, they have an unction. To reach out for more. And a calling. And a calling. Yeah. And even an anointing. Yeah, right, right. If you're listening to this podcast or program, you might be questioning things. Not not necessarily about anything in particular, just about life, maybe. A stirring. Yes, yeah, stirring. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. I started questioning things not long after I began my journey with the Lord. I, I just... I was hearing some things that I it, I could not reconcile that mm-hmm. deep inside of me that that what I was hearing was right. Mm-hmm. Things that I was told that didn't make sense didn't bear witness. And I always felt that there was much much more than what I was hearing on TV, on radio, you know, and that's the cry of the Lord's heart is for you to keep reaching, mm-hmm. keep reaching for the heavenlies. Keep focused. Stay focused. Yeah. You don't, you don't, or you have questions that don't seem to have answers. I had a lot of questions that didn't have answers. I still have some questions that don't have answers to them. But you know there's more, and however you don't know where to go or how to get there. 
Our advice to you is take those questions to the Lord who has all the answers. Mm -hmm. Don't count on us. Don't count on anybody to have all the answers. God is the only one that has all the answers. You might not get the answers immediately because maybe you're just not ready for the answer at the time that you ask. But doesn't the Bible say, knock, keep knocking? Mm -hmm. Ask, Ask, seek, and knock. And when you're ready, you're going to get the answers. I'm telling you, I promise you Mm -hmm. this. When you're ready to receive, you'll get the answers. Jim, we live in a time where the things we thought were normal just may not be normal any longer. There's a stirring, like you said. We have toiled in the wilderness for a while. But now we are entering into the promise. You know, the the Israelites for 40 years toiled in the wilderness. It was an 11-day trip. Yeah, an 11-day trip turned out to be 40 years. Yeah, right. But you know what? Some of them made it into the promised land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some of us will make Mm -hmm. it into the promised land. Mm -hmm. Our yearnings and groanings are coming to fruition. Yeah, and we're not talking about salvation when we talk about the oh, promised land. No. Uh-uh. You know, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he said, even to those who believe on my name, okay, uh, salvation is uh, it's a declaration that, that the Father has made to every human being. It really wasn't an invitation to be saved. It was a declaration. Uh, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the sins for the entire world. That's what John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus coming to get baptized in the Jordan. Here's the Lamb of God who, you know, who takes care of all the sins of the world, not just the Christian, but the world. So the declaration has already gone forth. The world has salvation if it just receives it, plain and simple. But, but we are in a new day right now where God is really working with uh, a lot of his sons and daughters that he's calling into a mature walk. Um, he's really calling a lot of people, uh, you might be one of them, we don't know. Uh, he's calling people out of the organized religious system. system. He's not calling people out of the church because we are the church. But the church today just seems like it's in a lot of bondage to a lot of different traditions of their forefathers. Uh, you know, I once heard a preacher say, and I thought I was going to fall out of my chair when I heard him say it, but he, he finished it with great wisdom. He said, there's only one thing more powerful than, than the Word of God. And I thought, oh my goodness, what could be more powerful than the Word of God? And he said, that's the traditions of your forefathers. Whew. You forsake the Word of God, the anointed Word of God, the living Word, you forsake that because of the traditions that have been passed on to many of these men that have come out of Bible seminaries and whatever. And, you know, if you want proof of that, just take a look at 4,000 denominations that are in the nation right now. Uh, There's only one truth. So how is it that there are 4,000 different sects that all have a little bit of variety of different truths? 
There's only one truth, and I think that's the reason why John was trying to make his message clear when he said, you know, therefore you have no need of a man to teach you. You have an anointing. You have the Spirit of God inside of you. I realize that has to be balanced because I know that God does have uh, godly teachers in the body of Christ. But basically, John was trying to stress to them, you have the teacher inside of you. Therefore, you really do not need any human being or any carnal man to, to bring you into the promised land. The promised land is simply coming into a greater relationship with, the Jesus, with Jesus Christ and becoming more and more one with him. And the more you become one with him, the greater the promised land appears to you. Amen. Well, we know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Here's a truth for you. What is real is that which never changes. True. Think about that. What we think and believe are what should be changing. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Yeah, what yeah. we think and believe are what should be changing. A lot of it, yes. He will take us from glory to glory. Well, when he takes you from glory to glory, line upon line, precept upon precept, you're changing. Mm-hmm. Your consciousness definitely is. You're changing. Yeah. You're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what is real is that which never changes. So, man, we can hang our hat on that. Mm-hmm. That's something that we can really, it, there's no gray area. Take it to the bank. Take it to the <laughs> bank, <they> brother. <laughs> And another thing we want to just make sure that we're clear on is it's not about us and them. It's about Jesus and his church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. We, we have to accept and love people where they are. Mm-hmm. Look at Jesus. Jesus didn't, before he'd sit down, break bread with you, say, well, what do you believe? What denomination? Yeah, what denomination are you? What do you believe? Because if it doesn't line up with me, I'm not eating with you. Are you a Republican or a Democrat? Right. (laughs) This is all earthly, worldly stuff that needs to go. It's dividing the people. It's It's even dividing the church. Yes. Different views and beliefs should not divide us as believers. Jesus wants us to become one. Says it in John, book of the Gospel of John. He says, I want you to become one with me and one with each other. And then, only then the world will believe. Well, guess what? There's so much division in the body of Christ, so much. How is the world going to believe if we are so divided? You know, Rich, um, we, we talk about the body at large. Uh, I bring it down, and I know you're, you're, you're going there, but I bring it down to myself. Uh, the body's going to change when we as individuals change. Yes. Okay. And... Um, um, we we are really in a special hour of change right now. Uh, you know, the Bible says that the natural world is a type of what's going on in the in the realm of the spirit. 
And uh, Isaiah prophesied that things were going to get darker and darker and that gross darkness uh, would cover the people. But the point I want to make is this. If you want to test yourself to see if you're in the faith, like Paul said, test yourself to see if you're in the faith, sit down and go to the Lord and, and start thinking about if you're a Democrat, how do you feel toward a Republican? Or if you're a Republican, how do you feel toward a Democrat? You may say, well, what does this have to do with politics? Well, when Jesus walked the earth, he said, beware of the leaven of Herod. Beware of the political system. Because it's in the world to do one thing, to divide. To divide the body of Christ. And God is one, and he is love. And you just have to ask yourself, do I look at people as a black man, a white man? a Republican, a Democrat, all those things are very divisive. And if those things are in our heart, then we've got to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I know that you are one. I know that you love the black man, the white man, the Republicans, the Catholics from the Baptists, etc. And that's a real good litmus test. If you sit down and examine yourself, and if, like, I, like I do all the time, and I find myself, I'm not there yet, okay? I'm not there yet. So I have to stay you know, and practice the presence of God so he can go ahead and bring me into this mature, loving realm.